May I have your attention, please? Can you hear me? Testing, testing, one, two, three. It's another Easter deal. Our coupons and his cross, our sales and his salvation. We think that we can save Jesus for ourselves. Dressed in pastels, we pretend that he only likes people who look like us. As if we can keep Jesus for ourselves, we try to arm wrestle scripture like we can fight against his witness. Still, Jesus testifies that we are all God's children. How is it? that we will gather around his cross, but are no closer to each other. How do we maintain the distance when God came face to face with us in Christ Jesus? Besides, our arms are too short to hold Jesus back, to keep Jesus from going to the other side of the tracks. The crowd wanted Jesus to be the savior they had in mind. Save us like this, Jesus. Come right this way, Jesus. Step right up, Jesus. You must be on our side. I'm Reverend Starlette Thomas, director of the Raceless Gospel Initiative at Good Faith Media and host of the Raceless Gospel Podcast. The Lenten season reminds us of the testing of Jesus, and we want to be a faithful voice in your ears. It's a Lenten podcast series from us at Good Faith Media with meditations to guide you during this 40-day journey. You're listening to episode number five, Entrance Examine. Just wave and smile, Jesus. They wanted him to reinforce the boundaries, to bless their prejudices, to toe the line, to fall in line. Stand right here, Jesus. But they could have never seen Jesus coming. His words did not go down easy, and this was not a smooth ride for him. While it is easier to look at our cultural representations and photoshopped images of Jesus, These pictures create more distance from the reality of his messy ministry. Walter Courtry says, A true-to-life picture of Jesus is not easily arrived at. What we see so many times is not Jesus as he was and is, but a composite picture of what men and women would have him to be. It is not important to know what Jesus looked like, the color of his eyes, the texture of his skin, the cut of his beard, the true length of his hair. His photograph, if there were such a thing, would prove nothing and save no one. Besides, Jesus doesn't clean up real nice. He also does not obey social norms and cultural cues. Jesus' words are so searing that when he opened his mouth and the scriptures to the disciples on the walk to Emmaus, they turned to each other and said, didn't our hearts burn within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Fire-breathing Savior, digesting the revelation of Jesus is not easy. These disciples testify that listening to him causes heartburn. Jesus challenged the religious leaders of his day whose empty traditions robbed faith of its meaning, who were personally benefiting from maintaining the status quo. He turned over tables, driving out the money changers to drive his point home. His sacred space is not a place to set up shop. Jesus is divinity hands on, leaving nothing to our poor and self-serving interpretations 
He wants a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. Jesus came to talk to people, not talk numbers. The bottom line was always salvation. His way is the one we least expect. Calvary's road is the one less traveled. Because when God wants to save us, God does not send money, a rope, or a life vest. Instead, God comes in person. And this was the plan from the beginning. In the beginning was the word. Jesus comes with the end in mind, and it is all that he can think about. No matter how large the crowds or how seemingly devoted his disciples, Jesus did not come for fame or followers. He will not die with the most money or the biggest house, but he will die for the most people, all people, the whole world, because God's got the whole world in God's hands. But watch the hands. Before Jesus is left out on a limb, he will be greeted with palm branches. Jesus is coming. Jesus is following the lead of the Spirit and falling in line with the words of the prophets. Mary has anointed him for burial. Everything is falling into place. Next stop, Jerusalem. The people line up along the road and without pews or piano begin to praise him. Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Described as the triumphal entry, Jesus enters the city on a donkey. In Matthew's gospel, they throw cloaks on the ground as well as branches from trees. John is more specific. The branches are from the palm tree and are a symbol of victory. Amid death threats, Jesus has won their hearts at least. His disciples were so close to him that they didn't see this coming. It will all make sense in hindsight, though a little too late for them. We know how this story goes and what will happen in the end. But how do you prepare the way for Jesus in your life, in your city? Consider this, what we throw at his feet, who we push back and out of the way for a better salvific view is its own entrance examine. In next week's episode, there's a loyalty test, but I'm not the teacher. I'm Reverend Starlet Thomas. Learn more about the kingdom that is coming and the Raceless Gospel Initiative at goodfaithmedia.org.